The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Saints made a smart decision re-signing Alvin Kamara. Now you can make a smart decision of your own. Sign up to become an annual Saints Happy Hour Fan Club patron and save 5% off the monthly rate. You get access to the Saints Happy Hour daily podcast ad-free. No ads Ever. You get the Saints Happy Hour Booze Bundle, four swag items, amazing. Access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. What are you waiting for? This offer won't be around forever. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com, sign up, and save 5% today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. The Saints are three and two. Let's go. First place, baby. That's right. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. One programming note. The Astros are in the playoffs and playing right now. My wife, uh, My wife. is a lunatic Astros fan. If you hear yelling, screaming, four-letter bombs of excitement or disappointment, that's her uh, reacting to the Astros, just so you know. Um, what are you guys I- drinking? I'm drinking a uh, Galveston Causeway Colch, a big boy beer, Dave. Andrew is not drinking anything. He's showing us an empty koozie and a sad face. That is very sad. I uh, should go I get am... a beer. Uh, yeah, yeah, you should. It's called the it's happy hour. It's happy hour time. Yeah. Uh, two for one hors d'oeuvres also. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your bartender. I'm drinking a, uh, a uh, ghost in the machine from Parish Brewery. It's delicious. Yeah. Is that um, IPA? Oh, you know it, buddy. Uh, here's here's the thing. I gotta start with. I gotta start with this. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now you're gonna hear about it. I had an email. I had an inbox full of Saints fans and people uh, calling in the Gus Catengill and telling me today. They're like, just last night it felt like a loss. They are not a. Kendon team. They're not Super Bowl quality. That felt like a loss. They were lucky to be three and two. You people need to get the fuck over yourselves. That did not feel like a loss at all. That felt like a win. It was amazing. Hold on, hold on. In their defense, Ralph, it felt like a loss, except it wasn't. I mean, you people have had three years plus of too much winning. And you take this shit for granted. That was amazing. Like, they had kicking luck. They had Drew Brees' comeback. They had the deep ball. They had Kamara with a circus catch. Like, what more did you want out of your Monday night football? Yeah. My favorite was that Sean Payton iced the kicker. That shit never works. And it worked. Yeah. I, uh, you know what I want, Ralph? I want, 
I want a dominating 30-point victory <laughs> where I can just relax and uh, enjoy my beer in peace and not have to worry. That's what I want. Yeah. I think that's I think that's what these people every are, uh, every Taysom for. Hill touch should be a touchdown. Uh, how does Lattimore not have seven picks already this year? If Cam Jordan doesn't have five sacks in two weeks, he's dead to me. Uh, you know. Yeah. The uh, only one the only one on the team that's worth a shit is Will Lutz apparently because <laughs> he actually is perfect. I think what? I think when I think when people are saying. It feels like a loss. I think that's code speak. I I think really the subtext there, what they're really saying is, my God, our secondary fucking blows. <laughs> my God, it blows, and I don't see a solution for it. So well, yeah, we won this week, but it seems like we're about to lose a lot of games because our secondary is blows. Patrick Peterson. And did I mention? Did I mention? God, our secondary blows. I mean, Loomis has got picks. The trade deadline's three weeks away, just like the election. I mean, they got to, they could do some moves. Um, we got to start before we get to the game. Um, we got to start with Michael Thomas. Uh, listen, Jeff Duncan in the Athletic reported that um, the Saints are not pleased with him. That he's kind of going off the rails. That he was complaining that they didn't tape his ankle right. That people were looking through his mail. That's a little weird. Um, but after the game yesterday, Sean Payton was having none of the let's talk about Michael Thomas. I'll keep you posted. That's that's something we'll discuss. We'll let you know at the time when the time is right. <laughs> I don't want to talk about I want to talk about the players that played tonight. He had a stare that could swallow your soul. It was so cold, Dave, that I think it started snowing in the um in the press conference. Like he didn't he want to talk added, about Michael. He also added I already Gave all the information to Jeff Duncan so he could write his piece. Uh, I don't want to give you guys any other information. I mean, I mean, Andrew, I'm getting a little worried. We're getting into the danger zone of the Saints traded Michael Thomas to improve the defense area. A brand new oh, God. Brand new I'm worried because I feel like we're going into the mentally unstable Aaron Brown area. Antonio Brown? <laughs> yeah, sorry. No. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah. I, uh... I got to say, before we started this show, I said, you know, hey, Dave, how, how do you feel about this? Because Dave's the one that's usually telling us to shut up. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, you guys freaking worry too much. It's going to be fine. I mean, you know, we've been on the same wavelengths about Drew Brees for the most part, Dave. But I feel like Dave's always doing that. And he was like, no, nah, I'm pretty worried. And when God, Dave's I worried, hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. I'm starting to think, oh, shit, <laughs> something, <laughs> something might really be up here. I'm worried because he's I'm he just what? cannot keep his neck. He's the opposite of Colston. Okay, first yes, of he all. is. He's, he <laughs> he is, really is. He is bizarro Colston. He's okay? bizarro yeah. Colston. No, and he's a regular look, diva receiver. He's a regular number one star receiver. Colston is. is the outlier he's, of the receiver that doesn't make waves. He's Joe Horn reincarnated, yeah. I guess. Uh, so, I mean, that that's annoying, but... I, Joe Horn was a choir boy compared yeah. to this. <laughs> no, but at least I, at least Twitter didn't exist when oh Joe my Horn. Oh God! Playing. If Twitter existed for the Hazard Saints, whoo, 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 we'd have burned this shit he's down. He's always 
But I mean, he's always been that way. I, I don't. I don't think that you can't that you can't say you didn't see this coming. I, I mean, remember no. before he got his, his big contract, he was always tweeting about getting the bag and all that shit. I mean, he's always been allowed ski mask, to... ski mask season. He's yeah, yeah, ski yeah. yeah. Remember that? That was yeah. a hashtag. He, he, yeah, he he's wearing was... a freaking ski mask like he's about to rob a bank, and he's we didn't always... even we didn't even think that was a red flag because he was no. scoring touchdowns. No, no. I thought the red flags didn't blink till he started worrying about his mail. Then I was like, "Ugh." I think he's. I think MT has a closed mouth. At that time, he had a closed mouth, don't get fed attitude. Um, But the other reason that I'm worried is because you know I mentioned earlier, I alluded to the Jeff Duncan thing. I mean, yeah, Jeff Duncan. You know, he's the guy that's going to write that article. Not. I don't know if Nick Underhill is going to write that article, but I. I don't think I don't think Jeff Duncan writes that article without the blessing of the Saints. And what I mean by that is, oh, uh, what I mean by that is, I think that the Saints uh, they're fine with this being this no. going out there and I they're playing their game through I, the media. I would I would bet you somebody from the Saints called Jeff Duncan, whether it's Loomis or Peyton, and gave him all the background on that and said, "Don't use my name, but Jeff, I want to tell you some stuff like." And the thing is, Michael Thomas tweeted out, they try to make you a snake, but you not on the Twitters. So, like, he's not having it. And Morstead is out here tweeting Bible verses about, what was it about? Like, being... Humility. Uh, humility. So, like, if if Morstead comes at you subtweeting... Morstead subtweeting you is like the Pope subtweeting you. Like, that's a bad sign, Andrew. Because Morstead, he's like one of those dudes that, like, never gets into anything. You know? I would say there's certainly uh, there's at least a little unrest in the locker room right now. But I, I liked what you said on Discord, Andrew. Uh, you know, if they win, you know, especially that- after the bye, if they win one, you know, a lot of this maybe probably gets glossed over. If they lose and uh, lose their grip on the NFC South, then it potentially blows up or gets worse. Uh, that, so- that's the, that's the NFL, man. It's the razor's edge, and it's uh, if the Saints are winning. It, it's 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 not going to be a problem. I'm telling you right now, they'll, they'll find a way to kiss and make up and mend fences as long as they're winning. And so that's why I think beating the Chargers was kind of sneaky huge, because I think it's easy for Michael Thomas to come out and say, oh, Breeze looks like shit, huh? Looks like they shouldn't have suspended their guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he could have easily said that. And, you know, I, I think when you're winning everything's hunky dory and you know now they're tied for first place if they beat the panthers and go to four and two everyone's gonna be in a good mood but all of a sudden they lose the teddy they're three and three teddy's in first place people start pointing fingers um and i think i'm not i i think this locker room is sneaky unstable right now and i'm gonna tell you guys this (laughs) i still think that Everything that went down with Drew Brees in the offseason, the whole flag thing, I, I, I believe that Brees can't get away with dropping the hammer and reining everybody in like he used to, uh, especially yeah, I, guys on the other side point. of the ball. I, I think that. he's probably mended fences with some of the leaders of the team, Demario Davis, Malcolm Jenkins. He's probably mended fences with the offensive players, because, you know, they, they've got to do work together. But there's probably a number of players on defense who are like, I'm not listening to Drew Brees. Dude's a freaking racist. You know, now obviously I don't believe that. But I maybe they don't feel that extreme about it. But the bottom line is, I, I don't know that 
Drew Brees has maybe the in- attention of the entire locker room like he did. Well, it's the and offense mostly, for that right? Reason, that matters. I think they've got to win. They have, and and I'll point out that Drew Brees isn't the player he used to be. Uh, you know, he's played at a decent level so far this year, but there has been a little bit of performance issues. And when you're not living up to your reputation in terms of performance, people listen to you a little bit less there too. So I think this is Malcolm Jenkins and Demario Davis's team as much as anybody's. And really it's going to fall on those two. Well, here's the, here's, here's the issue, Dave, that the saints have. Michael Thomas is their best player. And he's kind of off the rails right now. Well, you can make an argument for Kamara at this point, no? Man, yeah, well, that's true. But I, I think the best player on the Saints team is either Thomas or it's Kamara. It's not Drew Brees anymore, like Andrew said. But for this, for my, for my argument, I'm going to say Thomas is the best player, and he's kind of off the rails. So who's who can rein in the best player on the team? It's a player. Right? There's no one. So like this is this is a problem. And look, the Saints. Why? Why, why, why is that? What? Just because he's the best player in the team, he just he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants no, to do. No, say whatever he wants to say. I mean, kinda. Like you can't. Like well, that's that's what kind of shitty attitude is that? If that's well, if that's what you think about. I'm, if that's what you think about Michael Thomas, if you think that that's what who Michael Thomas is, then fuck that. Because what's who's gonna who go to if if, if Drew Brees can't well, go to know, him and get know, him straight? You know who who can do it? Ralph, you know, you know what the answer to that question is. You know who needs to rein him in? It's Sean Payton. I mean, if yeah. he's gonna get paid like the highest coach in the NFL, if he wants to be Figure Bill Parcells and come from that tree, and and he wants to be, you know, the happy-go-lucky yeah. coach that loves to rib the other teams and loves to talk trash on Twitter, but also be respected as the best in the game, like, and he loves a challenge, right? He loves he loves challenges. Um, I, I think this is as big of a challenge as you can get. And this is when you show leadership. And I think that's why he suspended Michael Thomas because he sensed, I just can't let him behave like this and let the locker room know that this kind of behavior is acceptable. Yeah. But the thing, the thing I need to let everyone know that I'm the freaking authority here. The thing being, is being though, the d- best player on the team doesn't make mean you're the leader. Doesn't mean you're the best leader. Well, that's being the thing, a leader, though, Dave. How do being they get... a leader makes you a leader. Not being I the thought best player. He was quiet on social media. I figured he'd come back. Maybe he'd say a tweet like, "Hey, we're all together. Who that? Blah blah blah." Like he's not coming around. Like he's not coming back with his tail between his legs. Like it escalated today. It didn't. It didn't like heal over. It didn't. They won, and and like Michael Thomas, it didn't heal over. Like it got. It got and worse now, today. And now the ball. And now the ball is in his court. And what is yeah. he going to do? Is he going to continue to behave like he's been behaving and divide this team or tear up this locker room? Or is he going to fucking mature? Is he going to get it? Is he going to get it through well, his skull? So, so far, the change, behavior the on Twitter. So far, the behavior on Twitter is not uh, not looking promising. He, nope. he again. He thinks being the best player. I think he's got it in his head that being the best player means that you're the leader of the locker room, or that you can do or say whatever yeah. you want. And that is 100 percent absolutely not the way it works. Well, money, it money changes people, life. man. Well, and here's yeah. the thing: like, a the story Saints, is old as time. The Saints, 
The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. He would be. A bomb on the Saints' cap worse than Junior if the Saints have to move him. So the Saints are kind of stuck. Like they have to, like they have to navigate this. They have to fix it. They have to make it right. And listen, I, I know they're fifth in points scored after five weeks, but they, Andrew, they need Michael Thomas to be great if they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like that, that's just a fact. Like there's no, there's no way around that. Yeah, totally here's my agree. here's my final thoughts. I mean, know. we've seen the offense, right? We've seen it sputter. We've seen it kind of be up and down. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm glad they won the game, but there are times where this offense looks anemic. Uh, now, in in every game, really, uh, yeah. I would say that in all five games, there have been the uh, these stretches of that la- have lasted a quarter or more, where you start to feel like, man, are they going to get another first down? <laughs> yeah. And and eventually they kind of figure it out and they move the ball a little bit. But I'm just saying, like, they need Michael Thomas. So, somebody on Twitter said – somebody on Twitter said Drew Brees is – he's reached the uh, – he's a crank lawnmower stage of his career where it takes a bunch of pulls. But once it gets running, it's all good. <laughs> uh, my final thoughts on this whole situation, we talked about whether this is a big deal. Look – Let's let's uh, step outside the box for a second. The fact that Ralph, you decided to lead this episode off the day after the Saints win in dramatic fashion in overtime and Monday Night Football, and you chose to lead our podcast off talking about Michael Thomas. I yes. think that's that that illustrates the problem. It is because we should be we should be celebrating kicking luck and a miracle Saints win. We should be laughing at the Falcons. That's what Michael Thomas has done. That's unforgivable. He's distracted us from laughing at the yeah. Falcons. Yeah, we're not even yeah. talking about Dan Quinn. Yeah. That's a lot, Mike Like, Thomas. we're not even talking about the Falcons Dimitrov being owned got fired. They're talking about liquidating the whole thing. Ralph doesn't even know how to say Dimitrov. They're talking about laugh at Ralph about that. Dimitrov or whatever. They're talking about trading Matt Ryan, trading Julio. They're going to burn the thing to the ground. And we should be talking about that, but we're not. So, listen, I want to get to this game. The Saints, I don't. I can't remember, Andrew, in Saints history, ever them overcoming – a 14-point deficit and a 17-point deficit in back-to-back weeks. I, I don't know if they've ever done that. I didn't see anybody tweet it out on Twitter that they had done it. Um, it was amazing. Um, they looked great. You know, the offense— The, char- the Chargers, by the way, are kind of sneaky Falcons-y. They are—no. They, the, the, the Falcoholics said they need to start a support group together. <laughs> They do. I mean, they nobody up, loses close games like the Chargers the last man. week. I, I thought when the Saints got up, when the Saints were down twenty to three, that's what I thought. I was like, the Chargers are not going to blow seventeen point leads back to back back to back weeks. This is done. 
And that was my whole theory of it. But they did. Um, I was surprised that that was Breeze's second biggest comeback ever. Yeah. Breeze was after the game, though. He was like, listen, we should have beat the 49ers in the playoffs and we should have beat Minnesota in 2017. When he, when they, somebody was saying that yeah. it was his biggest comeback. So, but Dave, uh, before we get to the bad of the defense and the secondary struggles, I just want to talk about two things. That catch by Alvin Kamara, like that was, oh yeah, just he does it every week, so you can't say you're surprised. But even by his standards, that was that might be that catch might be more ridiculous than the Green Bay touchdown, which I said was his most ridiculous play he'd ever done. I think this catch might be. I mean. I just need to remind everybody that Alvin Kamara is a running back, okay? He's not a wide receiver or a tight end. Uh, and He made I, that play on a corner again. And I would venture to guess that like 80 to 90% of the wide receivers in the NFL probably couldn't have made that catch. Uh, it was absolutely incredible the way he uh, contorted his body, got in position for it, held on to it. I think if I remember correctly, it was kind of on his fingertips for a little bit there. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, I couldn't believe he held on to it. That was incredible. It was absolutely <laughs> incredible. And, uh, of course we all know who, who put it right where it needed to be, uh, is, uh, the great Drew Brees. Just want to mention that. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> How'd you like yeah. that throw to Jared Cook, Dave? How'd you <laughs> yeah. feel about that? Well, Dave, uh, though, you, you <laughs> mentioned it. Did you feel okay about that throw? Uh, I think I let all Play of, the X-Files uh, music. I yeah. think I let all of Discord know how I felt about that one. Well, no, but Dave, I want to because I stole, I stole your, um, I stole your rant, um, in the the patrons only podcast, which you should become a patron, and that way you get access to the podcast every day. We did the instant reaction podcast uh, last night, but you talked about people need to give up this, put this shit aside of like arm strength and a dot and air yards and put all that crap aside. That this is Drew Brees' farewell. This is it, and we need to enjoy nights like last night and not worry Absolutely. about the X Files music playing in the background. <laughs> uh yeah i mean just I, I i guess maybe because we haven't been able to go to the games i mean i don't know if they would be doing anything special for drew uh you know throughout the season or or one in one of the would be. later yeah. games of the year but i mean i feel like people have lost sight of the fact that this is this is supposed to be it this is it he's he's done after this you're never yeah. going to see drew Brees well play he signed again with he signed with nbc to be their the be the, the color commentator of Notre Dame football, for God's sakes. This is it. Like, it's a wrap. <laughs> you know? And I, I just think, like, because Dave's, people... to- Dave's totally right. I'm going to miss that uh, that dive over the... Oh, it's patented. He, he needs to fucking... Yeah, yeah. Patent- the Cuban sneak, you know, over the, over the line. That's... I mean, how many times has he done that? That's, that's, that's probably, like, the 15th time he's done that. It's It's almost... It's more that's the the Drew Brees over the top sneak. It's more automatic than Cam Newton on fourth and one. You know, like yeah, it's never not worked. It's never it. not worked. I mean, the Saints they don't do it. They don't do it all the time on fourth and short. It's you know I always joke it's like uh it's like the good china. You know you don't break out the good china all the time for every Sunday dinner. You got to save it. Um, <laughs> it's like Taysom. But yeah. So we'll get into we'll get into Taysom in just a second. Uh, that was another topic today on Saints Twitter. But 
Andrew, I I would like to think that that part of the reason Michael Thomas lost his shit today is Drew Brees texted him, "Hey, Emmanuel, good game," and he texted he texted it to Michael Thomas <laughs> just to fuck with him. Sorry, wrong number. Sorry. <laughs> Great game, Sam. Who this? Who this? That's Newfound. hilarious. You know, like just to just to get under Michael Thomas's skin, but but Emmanuel Sanders, like there was a stretch <laughs> where Drew Brees was doing the whole, "I'm just gonna throw it to Emmanuel wherever he is. I don't care." Yeah, he and was the worked. whole offense. Yeah. Like maybe Mike Thomas isn't that good. Maybe he just needs somebody <laughs> who can just catch ten catches, ten <laughs> passes a game for 110 yards. Maybe anybody could be doing it. Maybe. I mean, he made David he made David Patton good back in the day. I just want to point out that, uh, you know, we said that Drew Brees was done making irrelevant receivers good. <laughs> nope. UDFA rookie Marquez Callaway was looking pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Just saying. No, Nobody adopted him in the UDFA sun draft. God, I should have adopted him. I sh- and right when Malcolm Roach was back to the bench, Shai Tuttle vaults ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, I should have picked Callaway. Yeah, I haven't Damn seen it. much of my boy Roach lately. That is f***ing stupid. Wake up. So you're yeah. uh, you're still s- strongly in pole position though, Dave. Yeah. Mm, good. My boy Throckmorton, he's on the practice squad still. I think I don't know. He might have the Rona. Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> but the other thing with the offense was. People were fighting over Taysom Hill, and listen, we've said it before. I'll say it again. The thing with Taysom Hill is all Taysom Hill plays are stupid, except for the ones that work, which are fucking awesome. And Gus Kattengill was asking me, when is the right time to use Taysom Hill? I'm like, the right time to use Taysom Hill is when it works. Um, But people were mad yesterday, Dave. I mean, it worked on the touchdown, but in overtime it didn't. Um, You know, is the Taysom Hill? Because he stumbled. Is the is the magic that, gone? That, that vertigo. Um, <laughs> I said this last night. Uh, first of all, if you listen to the WWL broadcast, uh, Zach and Deuce, uh, while the while it's happening, Zach and Deuce both said uh, they weren't really crazy about taking Breeze out of the game and putting in Taysom yeah. uh, at the time. Obviously, it was proven to be wrong because Taysom scored. But, um, I mean, that's 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 the whole crux of the matter is you're taking out Drew Breeze. You're taking, about, taking out, you know, I wouldn't say your best player, but obviously one of your best players, and you're taking out the guy who's been orchestrating the entire drive up to that point um, yeah. out of the game. But what I said last night was, you know, you guys were all excited about about that Taysom Hill touchdown, but at the time, I venture to guess that most Saints fans were like, "Oh, I don't like this call at all." No. Um, in the heat of the moment, I would agree. Well, it's that, like that guy that shoots a three. No, 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 don't shoot that. Oh, good shot, buddy. Great but, shot. But I mean, but I, but like I said last night, it's like this season. How many of these Taysom Hill plays have been effective? That one you could count not them many. on. Yeah, not you many. could count them on one. You could count them on one hand. I count uh, on one this, finger. If, that one. That's the one. If, if this That's was the last, list. If this was last season, I have no problem putting in Taysom Hill whenever the fuck, whenever the fuck he, they want, because uh, he was great. But this season, he just doesn't have it. Did he you guys see? A- did you guys see on the sideline that Breeze was looked pretty p- peeved? 
And it's, it looked like him and Sean Payton had an exchange where they were not getting along. And Sean Payton kind of had this body language when Taysom Hill scored. Like, you see, it worked. You know, he kind of like threw his <laughs> hands up at Drew. And Drew like kind of waved him off like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Did you guys see that? It's all falling apart. Exchange. I did see that. Nobody asked him. Nobody asked Sean in the I press mean, that, that's on. the least of my worries in this locker room right now because, <laughs> you know, Sean Payne and Drew Brees are competitors and they're happy they won and it's all good. But uh, I I sensed in that moment and, and in overtime, you Drew had this look on his face again when Taysom went in there uh, that I, I just I think he's like, dude, there's two minutes left. The game's on the line. You better not fucking do this. Yeah, I don't think I, Bree- I think Breeze feels like Saints fans and is like, uh, I don't want to see Taysom in there. Yeah, I think the thing with Taysom, I would like to see him. I would like to see them use him more at tight end. Like he was doing some cool stuff. The Tampa he, he game played a lot of tight end. He played a lot of tight end in that game. He blocked a good bit. Uh, he had two targets. You know, the two targets he had, Ralph, the first one was a crossing route that hit him in the freaking chest and he dropped it. And <laughs> the next and the next route he ran was in the red zone. And no surprise, the defensive end rips his face mask down. He falls to the ground. No flag. Shocker. No flag. The flags would still be falling if the Saints did that to somebody. It would just it'd be a torrential down. Man, I can't I know I'm like the conspiracy theorist with this stuff, but like every game I see horrendous interferences with no flags being thrown and i just can't help but think that if the saints are playing that's that like seven you know how many referees are there five that It'd somehow be... seven flags fall <laughs> when the saints do the same thing he's not wrong um dave speaking of wrong Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replacement blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turn off. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. The defense, again, was good for stretches, but, man, they gave up some big plays late. The touchdown, Lattimore with the throw. Um, This secondary, when do you get to the point where you're like, it's not fixable, 
they need to make a move because they made a move in 2017 and went and got Eli Apple. And we know, look, they have second, they have draft picks for next year. They've already been shown they've been willing to do it for Clowney, right? So when do you, Dave, decide they got to do something about the secondary? Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna play any better. How many more weeks do you give them before you make that decision? What was yesterday's date? Because that's when that should have happened. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, you had mentioned about the, the trade deadline and, and who yeah. would maybe they go after. Uh, I, my, my, my money would be on somebody in the secondary that that's going to uh, be able to do anything, anything better than <laughs> what they're getting right now. Uh, I was uh, just looking at some stuff before we came on. I want to throw out some Marshawn Lattimore stats for you. Um, this is from Pro Football Focus, a uh, very trusted website. Uh, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> uh, so far, Marshawn Lattimore in coverage, uh, he's been targeted 19 times. Uh, opponents have gotten 15 receptions on those 19 targets. That's brutal. Uh, a total of 254 yards. Uh, that's two and a half football fields right there. And three touchdowns, no interceptions, and... Quarterbacks have a 158.3, which is a perfect quarterback rating against Marshawn Lattimore. Wow. <sighs> wow. Good. He makes Jason David look like uh, fucking, I don't know, Earl Thomas. Jason David. He, looked, <laughs> he looks like a dude that can't go full speed with that hamstring. Like, that's how he looks to me. And that I know makes he was him a liability, and that means that's what he looks I, like to me. I, I, hate, I hate players playing – uh, when they're not 100% or close to it. because God, I uh, hate to hear that. I hate honest, to hear that. Honestly, sometimes uh, it can be worse than... You, than you, must, you must love Andres Pete then. <laughs> but... But it's a. I think it's a good. Are you are you trading? Are you saying that you're going to trade Latavius Murray for Andres Pete as your boo? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Latavius Murray. I'm saying I'm going to have Latavius Murray play guard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Andrew, what do you see in what do you see on the film of this secondary? Like, what what, what are the what are the they're, mistakes? They're bad. <laughs> um, I actually, I didn't think Lattimore was that bad in the sense that, you know, so you point out these stats. I just want to say that. There's a lot of times where he has good coverage and he's not targeted, you know, and mm -hmm. that doesn't really excuse the fact that when the ball's coming his way, shit's not working out clearly. Uh, but there's a lot of times where he has exemplary coverage and the ball's not coming his way, you know, so the stat that's where stats lie to you a little bit. Um, you know, in this game in particular, Lattimore had three plays that most fans probably don't remember. They're going to remember the last one, but I'm going to, I'm going to mention all three of these real quick. Uh, the first is a uh, third and eight and it's a scramble by Herbert and he's going to get a first down until hey Lattimore, there. the H is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's going to get a first down until Lattimore makes that tackle and forces a punt. Uh, later in the game, they run. It's not really a screen pass, but it's a dump off to the running back on third and 10. He clips the running back's ankle. I think it was Kelly. Uh, and if he doesn't do that, it's a first down. So he forces another punt there. And then with the game on the line, Mike Williams, I mean, he's got 
what, 50 pounds on him. Uh, and he somehow finds a way to physically out muscle him and stop him and and end the game game winning tackle. So, you know, Lattimore, he's playing with a hamstring injury. Uh, there were a lot of bad plays and frankly, he was lucky. It wasn't worse. Uh, because I don't know if you guys remember that one play where Demario Davis hits Herbert as he's throwing and you know, he, he basically he was beat on the play. It would have been a long touchdown. But so I, I think Lattimore, I think what he's missing right now is the closing speed. I think if he's there coverage wise, he's fine. I think it's when he's kind of baiting a throw. He doesn't have the recovery explosiveness right now because of his hamstring. So that's what we're seeing right now. He just needs to get healthy. I think hopefully in a couple of weeks uh, he'll, he'll feel much better and play better. Uh, but I got to say, I don't love – I'm going to hate on Dennis Allen for a second here because <laughs> I really hated that. It's third and one. You've got 15 seconds left in the game. They're on their own 40. You, They only have one timeout. If they don't get a first down down there, they have to punt. They can't yeah. go for it on fourth and one. Yeah, They got to go to overtime because you know, if they don't get it, then you're kicking a field goal. So I I just felt like in that moment, you give them the middle of the field – you let them get to the 50, you force, you know, that, that play's going to take six, seven seconds, and then they're going to be left with eight seconds, and they're going to have to burn their time out, and, like, you live to see another day. I yeah. hate it. When you play press coverage there, you're daring them to throw the ball down the field. Maybe they get pass interference. And, look, Mike Williams, the coverage was great, actually, by Lattimore on that play, but Mike Williams yeah. is a big target, and he makes a ridiculous catch. And, like, Really and truly, the Chargers should have won the game because of that play. I mean, the kicker should have made the kick, but I, to me, like I look at that and I'm just like, why are you playing press coverage there? I thought that was terrible coaching, and I'm going to call Dennis Allen out for that because I actually think that was I was less mad at Lattimore than I was at Dennis Allen for that play. Yeah, they did something similar against Dallas last year when they were winning 12 to 10, but that, when they did it to Dallas, it was fourth down, and Dallas. They were trying to run a. They had Dallas didn't have any timeouts and they had to run a hail mary. So the Saints thinking was, we'll blitz them, we'll get to Dak, and he won't get a chance to set back there and throw the hail mary. So it was. I agree with you there. The thing is though, Andrew, like, I just look at Marcus Williams and he just seems lost. Like he's just he's struggling. I don't bet. Well, I mean, like, I don't. I. I don't think it's so much a, a talent issue as like it just seems like these guys all collectively have their heads up their asses <laughs> and they're making the wrong decisions. They're making the wrong reads. I mean, people were talking about, you know, the touchdown yeah. uh, where Patrick Robinson doesn't stay with him. He just totally gets burnt. And Nick Underhill today says, I don't know if that's really him. Uh, the safety should have been helping him over the top. Uh, but I mean, and I get that, but. Like if pa- Patrick Robinson, I-, I thought was looking at the safety. I think it was Jenkins, maybe or no, it was PJ Williams. Uh, and I would have thought he would have seen PJ uh, n- not going or helping him over the top, and so he would have stayed. You know, I would have hoped that Patrick would have stayed with him. But I mean, you know, I-, I don't know what the call is. I don't know what the coverage is supposed to be. Uh, you know, I don't know whose fault it is, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is that kind, those kinds of plays, the miscommunications, the passing off of players in zone coverage, or the or the lack thereof. Um, 
that seems to be where the fucking issues are. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a coaching issue. I don't know if that's a, a lack of uh, practice issue, uh, COVID, a symptom of the COVID restrictions and that kind of shit. But whatever it is, they just, if they can get that fixed, I, which I, it, is, it, it's a lot Fixable. easier to do than... than well, de- defensive play league-wide is a problem this season. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, the overs, every, you know, overs are always, you know, I know Vegas, everything's gone over the the lines and uh, there's been a lot of high, more high scoring games this year than ever. Um, but yeah. they just, they just need to get that figured out. Yeah. I mean, the defense though, Andrew, the one thing I will say is, and you mentioned it before, the pressure saved Lattimore in one play. They got a lot of pressure on Herbert. Like, he's mobile. He's a nice-moving quarterback. He yeah. made some plays on the move. Like, when they play – like, when you play a Brady or, you know, a Nick Foles coming up, even a Teddy Bridgewater, like, they're not going to make those plays that Herbert made, I don't think. So the pressure was good. I know, the, granted, the Chargers were missing – like three offensive linemen, but pressure's pressure, and that was good to see. Hendrickson was looking good. Jordan was looking good. The pressure was good. So how about that... Sheldon Rankins? Yeah, the 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 from the like a phoenix <laughs> rising from the ashes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's. I, a go- I'm glad. I'm glad to know that Rankins is still good enough to embarrass replacement level players. That's good. That's good. That's a step. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, at least he give at least at least he's above room temperature. Give him that. Um, but yeah. I, d- he played well. He do, you think, do you think? Do you think? You know, they played they played bon, they played uh, Zach Bond some, um, and of course um, Anzalone. Play this for him. He wasn't. He wasn't. I didn't see any bad plays from him. But do you think do you think so you're not uh, gonna Bond is going to be because um, I I'd still is going to be, be okay with hearing it? Just, yeah, <laughs> just seeing it. But do you think Vaughn is going to be is going to be more in the mix to get pressure on people? Mm, I just don't really think they give the three linebacker yeah. look very much. You know, no, they're, I would say he, he would bu- he would bump out Anzalone. No, mm, nah, I I still think they like Anzalone better for just. Uh, Coverage yeah. purposes. Uh, Anzalone's played okay this year. He he hasn't yeah. been a disaster. I mean, he had that one bad game, but yeah, uh, against the Lions, I guess. But um, yeah, you know, I, I thought uh, Bond was encouraging. By the way, he had two good tackles uh, off the edge on running plays, so his run support yeah. looked good. And um, yeah, I hope he plays more. You know, the one thing about Anzalone, I will say, is he, I don't love his blitzing. You know, when yeah. when he blitzes, it seems like he doesn't time it great. He doesn't make himself fall through the hole like, like Demario Davis does. So I would yeah. I would like to see more pass rushing reps, more blitzing reps specifically from Zach Bond. So if they can find a way to get him to do some of those, that'd be fun to watch. Yeah, we got to get to um, – well, before we get to questions, which we actually have a lot on Twitter, and I think you have uh, – quite a few in the discord channel we got to get to the hotline dave's baby are we not going to talk about uh baton rouge 
Oh yeah, we got to let's talk about let's talk about Baton Rouge before we get to the hotline. So, the well, mayor Andrew, you didn't tell Ralph we were going to be talking about. I know, I totally show. forgot. That's right, that's right. I totally yeah. just spring it on Ralph. I totally dropped the show. ball. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of preparation I, on my part. I'm not. I'm not. I'm checked out tonight. I'm watching the Astros as we as I host this show tonight. Um, so listen, the the mayor of New Orleans is like you ain't playing games in the Superdome. And the Saints are, like, trying to get them to talk to their NFL doctors and this. So they, the Saints, Benson is, like, trying to go to LSU uh, and go over and go over her head, go over their head, right? Um, so, you know, do you think – I don't know if that will happen because they said the Saints schedule and LSU's schedule, it kind of conflicts. Is like LSU would play and then the Saints have to play on Sunday, and that's difficult to do on a grass field. Um, but Dave, your overall thoughts of maybe going to Tiger Stadium a la 2005. Oh gosh, man. I know we were just, some buddies of mine were texting about that and all the memories of, uh, those LSU stadium games from 2005 came flooding back. Uh, Todd Bauman slinging the ball around for the saints. (laughs) Um, that's a name I was really hoping to get through this podcast without hearing. I sent somebody. Hey, because, hey, I sent somebody in, in September that signed up and got a booze bundle. They that's got a Todd Bauman t- 2005 Saints <laughs> nice. player card. Huge. Get your booze bundle. You can get Saints legends like Todd Bauman. Oh man, was there an Adrian McPherson card in there? There is. I haven't sent it out yet. <laughs> you can well, sign up and it. request it, maybe. Um, I can find it. But uh, so, okay. So from the fan standpoint, uh, as a selfish fan, uh, I guess I'm all about it. So I can go to a game. That'd be great. Uh, they're at 25% capacity. LSU Tiger Stadium holds 100,000 so over. So you're talking about 25,000 fans, which I think would be more than they would be even allowed to have in the Superdome. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I mean, also as a fan, uh, as far as COVID is concerned, uh, I'd probably feel a little bit more comfortable in an outdoor stadium than I would in the Superdome. Um, I, I mean, yes, the Superdome, I, I, the Superdome is enclosed, but at the same time, it's also still a huge open air thing. So I don't know whether that would be an issue or not. But anyway, I was reading something about how they have like state of the art um... HVAC. Yeah. And that. It's basically sure. like being outdoors. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but uh, from a football perspective, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe there'd need to be some schedule changes. Uh, I mean, that you know, the NFL certainly this year is uh, open to you know, it. They're, I mean, they could, yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely uh, used to making schedule changes this season. Um, but, uh, I yeah, the outdoor field. I mean, I know the Saints play on outdoor fields sometimes and on real turf, but that's not their normal turf. That's not their home turf. Um, uh, I'd have a place to park. I could park at my store and then just walk to the stadium. <laughs> so that would be cool. Um, obviously driving 70 miles, you know, after, you know, going to the game, you know, it's okay. You're, you're happy yeah. to drive that 70 miles, but, uh, you know, they lose. That's a long 70 miles back to uh, New Orleans. So the <laughs> thing, the thing about I'm um, tiger stadium is the bleachers, man. I mean, it's just so yeah. much more comfortable in the dome. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, right. at least the one thing, good thing too, is if they play in the in Tiger Stadium, the weather is going to get colder, so you don't have to worry about that twelve noon heat melting you. Um, and look, I I don't like people people 
are so convinced of. I, I mean, I, I think it's just a posturing move by the Saints. I, I, I think they're trying to put pressure yeah, they, on Mary Cantrell to step up and finally let them. Do I mean, this, listen, but, it you know you. I, I I think this is so frustrating, man. Like, just let them. Like, there's a way to do this if you want to mandate masks and you want to take people's temperatures as they walk in and you want to limit it to 20,000 so space, you know, socially distanced, you, there's a way to do this. And yeah. I just think it's like, wh- why aren't you letting him do this? Yeah. You know? and, and the thing is, it's frustrating. And look, I, people that have been listening to the show, you know, COVID has been terrible for my family. We've lost five people. But the thing that's so frustrating is it seems so capricious is all these states, you know, you can't have a funeral. You can't have a full church. But I saw 15,000 people out front of Staples Center celebrating the Lakers championship. So it's all over the place what is and what isn't allowed. And it doesn't seem that science-based. Like, I tend to think the mayor of New Orleans, like, she's just being, I'm the mayor. I run the city. You don't fucking tell isn't, me what to isn't do. Isn't the case count really stable and low in New Orleans right now? I believe so. It's been okay. I mean, it's probably higher than other places or other states, but I mean, I have, you know, and I'm, it's, it's not totally gone. You absolutely can't say that we're not catching cases and people aren't still dying. Uh, It's certainly not like what it was back in March and April, as far as uh, ICUs and hospital beds and that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, a lot of people feel, you know, one death is, too many and uh yeah, yeah. if you can do anything to prevent even that then it should be done uh and i certainly understand that uh just back to the lsu thing i mean and the saints in the city uh you know the flip side of the coin for me personally is you know tulane is facing the same situation like they can't have stadiums Wh- whatever the saints have to deal with tulane has to deal with also since they're in new orleans so the mayor isn't allowing people at Saints games, and she is off also concurrently not allowing people at Tulane games. And uh, I, for one, one would like to go to a Tulane game. That'd be nice this season. And mm-hmm. two, I'd like fans to be able to go to Tulane games, and maybe I can start getting some people in my store and buying stuff on game days because we haven't had a game day yet this season. And you know, it's uh, it definitely hurts us. We're definitely losing, uh, leaving a lot of money on the table with uh, without our game day sales. And you know, our homecoming this Friday is homecoming. You know, we're not going to have homecoming. It's not parents' weekend. There aren't people coming from all over the country and for their class reunions and that kind of stuff, you know, normally that's, you know, a good $13,000, $14,000 in sales over that weekend. And mm. so poof, poof, that's gone. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't think the mayor, no, I think I, I am going to she... go get that beer. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think, I'm I don't think fine. she's going to give about me. Everything's okay. I don't think she's going to give in. So we'll see. Um, but and, Listen, just, and we, just to answer Fredo, uh, I wasn't going to the Saints Christmas game uh, when it was in the Dome. I sure as hell am not going to be going when it's 80 miles away. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you, you in the Christmas. Uh, you in the Christmas. I forgot about. In, uh, I forgot Davenport about you in the Christmas game. Thanks, for Fredo, for reminding me of that. He's he's out. The Astros <laughs> are falling apart. Um. We gotta get to the. Right, we got, I really am getting a beer. I'll be right back. We gotta. We got. Well, they just will give a chance. We gotta play the hotline and talk listen, amongst I'm, yourselves. I'm gonna say this about the hotline tonight, guys. 
I'm disappointed. The hotline was kind of meh this week. The one thing that was interesting, though, is I got hotline calls from the first half of the game, and I got hotline calls from after the game. Uh, And we got a good Taysom joke in the middle. But, uh, Dave, tell the people the number so they can call in that hotline. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Is Dave? Is Dave left me too? I think everybody. Oh, no, left no, me. I'm here. Sorry, I didn't realize I muted myself. Uh, the the number for those watching, the number is right behind me, uh, and then for those listening, the number is why can't I find it? Oh, here it is. The number is two one zero five nine five zero eight one eight. Okay, if you're listening right now yeah, and you're your not phone. driving. Go put it in your phone as a contact. Put it under Saints Happy Hour Podcast, SHHP, whatever you want to do. Uh, Douchebags, I don't <laughs> care. Just keep put it in your phone That's so right. that it's there when you need it. So when you're ready That's to right. rant, when you're pissed, when you're happy, uh, whatever you're feeling, you know, if it's halftime and uh, the Saints are down 20 to 7 or 26 or 23. Fired off. Depressed, yeah, yeah, just give us a call. 210-595-0818. Nobody is going to answer. When it picks That's up, right. it'll ask you for your name. You don't have to leave your name. It's all anonymous. Uh, and just just uh, air it out, and then we'll, yeah. we'll play well, on the show. Here is the hotline uh, for week five. It's time for this week's hottest takes from the Saints Happy Hour hotline. Last week, learned with anything in 2020, it's all just a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> so fuck it. Uh, that's it. That's, that's, that's the voicemail. That's it. That's it. Play me on the show. Or don't play me on the show. I don't give a fuck. It's uh, 4.25 left in the first half, and this game is over already. Do you get the impression that these guys practice together? Or, like, <laughs> have ever met each other? I, I don't. I, I, I don't see it. I don't know. I, I can see Drew Brees looking at a Microsoft uh, tablet on the on the sideline. I think that might be the first time he's actually been introduced to Emmanuel Sanders or Alvin Kamara. Hopefully, their names are above their their bodies on that. I don't, I don't know, but uh, this is a really bad team. This is a really bad team. <laughs> all right, good luck to all. Of so it's only halftime, but here's where I'm at with Payson. When Taysom goes in, it's like when you're walking down the sidewalk and two ex-girlfriends approach you and each other together, and you don't know what's going to happen. It's probably going to be bad. That's where my head's at. Hey, guys. Jason Champagne here. And look, I'm glad that we walked away with a win, but there were too many close calls, too many almost sacks, too many almost fucking interceptions, could up, should up, what up is the difference in what I'm talking about here. And the Saints ain't good enough if they don't tighten shit up over the bye week. Man, I just want to thank the Saints Happy Hour 
podcast discord channel for you know helping us survive these freaking nail biting games jesus christ this one was supposed to be easy right i mean everybody had the saints pick to have this monstrous score and i went into this one thinking uh you know we're gonna get out in front we're just gonna like be on easy street the whole time but it was like heart attack fucking city and it was against a rookie quarterback and a team that was missing like a million fucking starters. What's up with that? I just hope that we can get our shit together in the bye week and start looking like the team we're supposed to be. So there well you go. Said. That's uh, Saints Hotline after week five Chargers. I was a little disappointed. I figured you people would be sky high, euphoric, and just giving us – gold after the saints come back win it was kind of not the lack the lack of dave and ralph mocking is really disappointing yeah i mean well like, they were yeah yeah the thing is the chart by the, thing by the is, way sorry i was delayed no, no joke the reason why uh, i was unable to come in uh, oh i took longer to get this beer is because i had to put my kid back to bed because he was sleepwalking <laughs> no no shit <laughs> I'm walking down the hallway, and I just see him kind of just completely out of it, walking down the hallway, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he, he said just, that literally to him. And he's like, huh? Yeah. Get back in bed. Like, oh, My okay. wife, I, 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 we, got, uh, we got... Your kids do that, Dave? They sleepwalk? We got breaking news. My wife has given up on the 2020... Uh, so no, my kid, he, he will, he will, uh, he will, he will wake up in the night and like sit up and like moan and then like go back to sleep. Like just like pop up like he's wide awake and then back to bed. So Andrew discord questions, what you got? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Let's let's fire these up. Oh, this is a very important one. My favorite question of the night. What's our current ranking in Malta? Our current ranking in Malta <laughs> is number six. Yeah, we're back in the top ten. Let's go. Yeah, I don't. Not good enough. I don't. Yeah, we understand. need to be back in the top five. Actually, I don't understand the rankings on, at Malta. all. Where I, think I get time. From I think we need to do with Malta live show. Because we had back to back, we had back to back days last week where we did thirty, like thirty five hundred downloads a day. And we couldn't crack the top 100 football podcast. And then the day after the 3,500 downloads where we dropped to, like, 700, we got to, like, 97 in the top 100. I don't understand the rankings. Malta is is at the highest uh, – I was just looking at Malta's COVID stats, and they are the highest they've been since since the beginning. 93 right. cases. That's bad. We can't what, have our diehard that's Saints. That's got to be like all the, of our listeners pretty get much. The, the, the Malta, so, Malta fans get the <laughs> That Rona. means they're not letting Americans in the country. Yeah. So, so here's a question. Here's a question from Jason. <laughs> Jason, Dave, what's more terrifying, Jeff Duncan's article or Taysom taking the game-winning snap when everyone in the world knows he's going to run it? <laughs> uh, they're, they're terrifying for different reasons. You know, the Taysom thing – that's that's terrifying in an immediate sense. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen? The Jeff Duncan article is terrifying in the long term sense. Uh, in that, uh, I don't know what's going on with this locker room and and whether this team's going to uh, 
be able to mentally stay together for another uh, And Michael Thomas 11. might have a psychological problem. Yeah, and whether Michael Thomas is Antonio Brown. So Here's yeah. a good question, Andrew, from Alfredo. What are some good social, distant, and safe team activities the squad can go partake in to build camaraderie after this last week? They need to play the Jets. If Water you want to be, if, if you want to be socially distant, Water just park. play the Jets. Play the Jets. They, they won't everybody can get theirs. They won't tackle you. Yeah. Which? Uh, we got a bunch more on Discord. Do you want me to read some more? Yeah, go to some Discord. All right, uh, LSU Tigers 08. Uh, do you think the buy will drastically change things with this team, or are they what we will see? Oh no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think the Saints. I don't think anything's decided with them. We're, we're, they're, they could get better. They could get worse. They could have more injuries. You don't know. And like I, you know, like I talked to Dave, you know, I asked Dave and we didn't really get a, we didn't have a firm answer, but look, the trade deadline, we know the saints are all in for 2020. They are going to do something. They might do multiple things at the, like I would not put it past them if they said, we're going to go get a pass rusher and we're going to go get a corner. Like, they could – that's on the table for them. I don't think we know anything about the, the, the 2020 Saints yet. You know? I don't, I don't think – Yeah. I don't think – and listen, in 2017, they were 3-1, and one, but they got roasted by Fitzmagic. They barely beat the Browns. Matt Ryan threw for 400 yards, and then they beat the Jet, the Giants pretty good, and they were 3-1. and one. So, like, you know, and they went to Baltimore and got Joe Flacco, ripped them to shreds, and they traded for Eli Apple the next day. So nothing is decided yet. All right. Uh, Jason D.C. asked, uh, do we see uh, – the Saints playing home games in Tiger Stadium again, and will it make a difference in off on field performance? We talked about that a little bit. Um, I, I don't think they end up, I, I don't think they will. I really think this is the Saints trying to flex, yeah, on Mayor Cantrell and just trying to get her to approve having home games. At least I hope. I, I would find it pretty lame having the Saints play in Tiger Stadium just because, like, I, I really think they play well in the dome, yeah. I mean, they want their yeah. they want their crowd in the dome. They know it matters. Um, here's a question from Enriquez: uh, Will Sean Payton try to re-weaponize the Rona after seeing how it supercharged Derrick Henry with that stiff arm of Josh Norman? Oh my God! I don't know if y'all saw it tonight. He <laughs> that he, was a crime. That was a homicide. It was. By the way, did you see that uh, System Corner got a pick in this game? Yeah, and almost ran it back incredibly for the six points after he refused to go down. Uh, I almost texted you guys. I wasn't sure if you guys saw that or not. I almost texted you guys, system corner! (laughs) I will will say this about Tennessee. They didn't practice at all, and they're, like, drenched in rowing. It didn't even matter. They just housed the Bills. Like, Tennessee, Tennessee is – their their team is really, really good. They're good. Yep. Uh, Saints Rabbit wants to know, should the Saints put a plaque outside the dome that reads like Ellis Island, except give us your broken out-of-rookie contract quarterbacks and go for Dak? I think that's on the Statue of Liberty. I mean, I don't know if that's on Ellis Island. I think that's on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I, somebody said they should trade for Matt Ryan. I said 
the last time they traded for uh, a quarterback within the division, they did it with Jim Everett in 95. Uh, I'm only get on board if Matt Ryan would whip Jim Rohn's ass. Then I might be able to get on board. Um, no. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I think we know the salary cap is, is, a, is a social construct that Mickey Loomis laughs at. I don't. I don't think there's anything off the table next year with the Saints as far as what they're going to do at quarterback. I think. I think if Dak became available, he could be possible. I think Jameis could be possible, and it's very possible, Andrew, if they don't burn a lot of assets or if they don't burn their first and second round pick at the trade deadline this year. It's completely feasible. Sean Payton is like, I want that guy, and as long as it's not Trevor Lawrence, they'll go up and get him. So I mean, I think anything's do you, on the table. Do you think? Uh, do you think Taysom Hill has kissed his chance to be the starter next year goodbye? I, I mean, he has ship has sailed. He hasn't. It's all, close. All, all, all of the pro, all of the issues he's had haven't really related to being a quarterback. They've related to being a running back or a tight end or no, whatever. But he's, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, he hasn't he, really thrown the football. Well, yeah, but he, he hasn't he thrown hasn't, the football. He hasn't pulled he, he the has, trigger on some throws that were there. I think that yeah, that's part of the problem, Davis. He's not throwing it, and you know, when I, he has, it hasn't been very accurate. He, I, he threw I, one pass yesterday, and it, w- it wasn't pretty. I have gone on record, and I will say this. My prediction for the Saints quarterback situation in 2021 is Jameis is not going to play this year. He's not going to have a big market. The Saints are going to bring back Jameis. They're going to have Taysom, and they're going to have a competition, and Jameis is going to boat race Taysom in the competition, and Jameis Winston is going to be the Saints quarterback in 2021. That's that's my prediction right now. Can we, can we trade for Justin Bear? <laughs> I'd, I'd take him. He's he's good. The Statners were wrong about him. Um, Balky Balky wants to know uh, why have we gone back to the no catching motherfuckers? We we have. We are totally, we have we have. What are you talking about? Jenkins, no, he's, Jenkins? He's saying, the question oh. is why? Why? I mean, Jenkins he, is back. I think Malcolm Jenkins is back. He's the I uh, mean, commissioner. He, Malcolm Jenkins he is back. He was like Roman Harper's best friend. He's got Roman Harper's stink still left on him from all those years ago. No, I think I think it's the fact that Malcolm Jenkins is back, and every those the NFL protocols are so so strong. The Saints they don't want to catch anything, so they're just protecting against the that's, Rona by not catching interceptions. It's a by yeah, not catching passes is a byproduct of not catching coronavirus. Too much hand sanitizer. And I've uh, been I got to say I, I I've been seeing a lot of like we need Vaughn Bell back. And uh who was I who was I talking about this with on the Discord? I promise I'm not picking on you. But uh I that that it was King Ochre. King Ochre in the Discord. Look, man, I, th- this isn't you. I have seen a lot of people saying this about Vaughn Bell, so it's not just you. But mm-hmm. um that that is shocking to me. Vaughn Bell had one career interception. You know, like he was a thumper yeah. and I liked I liked how he hit people, but like he was not good in coverage at all. No. Have you seen I mean, the, the secondary? The you Saints really want to go back to Vaughn Bell? The Saints, people? the Saints were ready to lock him in and keep him at the contract Cincinnati gave him, which I think was like three years, fifteen million. About then, Malcolm yeah. Jenkins gets cut. They jump on that. Like Vaughn Bell, he was a nice pick. I would even say you could you can argue Vaughn Bell wasn't that great of a pick because the Saints traded up and gave up a second and third round pick to get him, 
Like, he wasn't – he was a nice little player, but he wasn't, like, even a great draft pick, I would argue. So, like, this this longing for Vaughn Bell – I don't know. Weird. I, I would say weird. Bell was a better pick than Vaccaro. Yeah. Well, um, but it's – yeah, but, I mean, Vaccaro was a top – I mean, when you pick a safety top 15, they got to be all pro killing yeah. machine. And, but, I mean, right right now, like, I I would – prefer to have Malcolm Jenkins on the team than Von Bell. Yeah. And I, I still like, I hate to bring this back up again because I promised I would never talk about this on the show, but <laughs> I really think some of the stuff that happened this summer has turned saints fans on Malcolm Jenkins. I, I think Malcolm totally. Jenkins is disliked by some fans because he went on social media and said that stuff about Drew. But the reality is that Malcolm Jenkins is a great leader on this team and he's respected. I don't know if you guys saw this, but when there was that coin toss before overtime, they sent one player out there, one captain. You know who that was? Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. Yep. And I just think I, I saw an interview that he had today when he was asked about the Michael Thomas situation. And I'll read what he said right here. I mean, I, I thought it was just terrific leadership. Malcolm Jenkins appeared on the CBS radio show with Tiki and whoever Tiki Barber's with, and he said, all that stuff needed to be addressed and has been handled. Everybody's on board with Sean Payton's decision, but also I don't think there's any ill feelings towards Michael. We know for us to get where we need to as a team, we need Michael Thomas on the field. I think he knows that and being accountable to his teammates. Uh, and on if the team is has lost trust in Thomas after the incident. No, not from my seat. Everybody knows we're all highly competitive athletes, and Michael is always on the edge and plays with that chip on his shoulder. But all of us need to know uh, where the lines are that can't be crossed. One mistake doesn't change how we feel about our teammate. We know where his heart is. So, you know, I think he's holding him accountable, but he's also saying we love you and we need you. And I just think Malcolm Jenkins is arguably, besides maybe Demario Davis, the most respected guy in the locker room right now. And I'm telling you, if things work out, if things get better with Michael Thomas and this team starts winning, you're going to be glad you have Malcolm Jenkins on this team. Yeah, I agree. So last thing before we get out of here, look, the Saints are 3-2. and two. They have a bye this week. Uh, they've been Rona-free, positive two in a row. But, Dave, their schedule post-bye, like, you look at it, they – I think are set up really well. Like, you know, they the they play uh, they play Carolina, they play um, who do they play? Uh, Atlanta twice. Atlanta twice, and then that you know, <laughs> um, you know, and San Francisco. Who is a they, San Francisco got worked by um. Ryan Fitzpatrick at home. I'm, Broncos I'm are terrible. Uh, I'm seeing some anti-Benny Fowler uh, comments in the chat. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta say that that ben might be Fowler's the biggest case. That that might be the uh, biggest case for Michael Thomas coming back, helping this team. That Benny Fowler won't be on the field anymore. Yeah, I mean, the, the, Andrew, their schedule after the bye: Carolina, the Bears, Tampa, San Francisco, Atlanta. Denver, Atlanta again, Philadelphia. I mean, it's really not scary at all, is it? Thirteen I mean, and three. You, you got to go three, six, seven. You got to go. You got to go six and two minimum in that, don't you? Or seven and one. I'm yeah. 
I mean, because because Denver is – If Michael Thomas is back. If Michael Michael Thomas doesn't come back and, you know, it's – I mean, I'm expecting him to be back. But if if there's a problem with him where – I mean, I don't even want to imagine what that looks like. But then then every game's a crapshoot. I mean – the but, Bears, they seem to play weird games, and they're four and one, but they don't scare you. San Francisco, they are a disaster, mostly because of injury. They picked the wrong defensive defensive lineman to pay, so their defense isn't as good. Denver, train wreck. Atlanta, I mean, come on, they're they're winless. They got Raheem Morris as coach. They're a disaster. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, 
propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The Eagles sneakily are a disaster if you don't really pay attention to the NFL. Carson, Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, so uh, like, that seems like an exaggeration, but um, he, he leads the NFL in picks. He he has been awful. I don't know if I agree with Ralph. I think I think the Eagles uh, are your NFC East's winners, and I think the Eagles that, might be getting better while everybody much. else is getting worse. I understand it doesn't say much, but. That means they're going to win at least eight games, maybe nine. I, I think that uh, I don't. Know, I think the Eagles are getting better, as opposed to the rest of the other teams in the NFC East. Well, I'm going to say this: when the, the Saints, when they get to that Chief, that Chiefs, Vikings, Panthers finished, you know that last three game finished. If they're not at least, if they're not nine and four going into that Chiefs game, I would say they're sort of underachieving. Like you know. Like if they're if they're eight and five or God forbid like seven and six going into that Chiefs game like they have massively underachieved because because you look at these games besides Tampa they're going to be favored in every single one of them and most of them they're going to be a touchdown favorite at least I mean they probably won't be a, fa- a touchdown favorite against the Bears but or or Tampa but they'll be a touchdown favorite against San Francisco especially if Mullins is playing quarterback they'll be double digit favorite against Atlanta and Denver. So they might even be a double-digit favorite. I just, against- I just want to point this out, Ralph. 
So, Dave, listen to me here. Stats from Carson Wentz. He has he leads the league with nine interceptions currently in five <sighs> games, nine picks. His quarterback rating is 68.5. Oh, Jesus. De- dead last in the league. It's lower than Sam Darnold. It's lower than Daniel Jones. It's lower than Dwayne Haskins. It's lower than Nick Foles. It's lower than Trubisky. It's lower than Kirk Cousins. Oof. All right, no arguments for me. Light, right now, Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Okay. <laughs> you well, win. <laughs> you win. I mean, they better be nine and they better be nine and four. I mean, no, unless no. you want to say whoever starts for Denver. Yeah. On any given week. So uh, I will also accept that. So we brought back the Dave Cariello panic meter last week. So we'll fire it up again before we get out of here. So, Dave, I'll start with you. Where are you on the Dave Cariello panic meter? Uh, I... You, you got to throttle it down a little, no? Michael Thomas so here's, situation here's... throttle. Yeah, well, so here's so, yeah. so okay, so it it goes down a little bit because we won, but it goes up a little bit because we've got some now off field stuff. Uh, a, a new, uh, yes, exactly. It's like the scales of justice uh, because uh, a new contender has uh, entered the match here, uh, that being MT and his ego. Um, so uh, I'm 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 gonna keep it right where I was last week. Uh, I'm still a little nervous. I'm thinking. Uh, I, I'm, you know, a season better than nine and seven would be a victory for me as far as I'm concerned at this point. Yeah, I'm going to say my panic, I'm like a four because the Michael Thomas thing has me concerned. Um, The secondary has me concerned, but it'll bump down because they're going to do something at the trade deadline to fix those defensive issues if they don't get fixed naturally with better play by the players they have. So I'm at like I'm at like a four, but it could easily go to like a two. Andrew, I I really think winning against Carolina is huge. They go to four and two. Michael Thomas, you know, makes a couple plays, and it's all good. I see it, it's the razor's edge again. The winning cures everything. Mm-hmm. If they lose to Carolina, they start finger pointing. You know, Michael Thomas has a fumble or he mouths off to someone, and it's just he's got to be a model citizen right now. And I'm just not seeing it on Twitter. So, but I think it just boils down to how they do against Carolina. You know, Teddy's going to come correct. Yeah. Somebody uh, mentioned well, in the chat I, room I think that this, I, I think this, I think, I think this Panthers game. I mean, we're, we're going to enjoy the bye week, but this Panthers game to me is a fork in the road. I really yeah. believe that. I will say, somebody mentioned in the chat room. I fell down on the job. I didn't play. I didn't play. Take it to the top during the. Yeah, I noticed that too. But yeah, I, what, uh, you didn't play the weird techno music either. I was going to yeah. let you. Off Where's the, the Ralph Shuffle? I thought the weird techno music was our new closing music. I'm trying to get excited, my my poor wife. Wait, Ralph, were you on? Were you not on WWL TV this morning? I was on today, but no Eric Paulson to insult me. I was on with Leslie Spoon. She's nice. I had five whole minutes today. I don't know if they posted the video with my colleague. Oh yeah, I've, I've met uh, I've met Leslie, but she's, she's been in nice. the store before. So guys, thanks for joining us. You should become a patron, get your booze bundle from. Because we're the best podcast, we're the best Saints podcast. And you get this koozie. That's part of the bundle. Yeah. We do this every. Also, we do this freaking every day. Get us I'm to fifty thousand s- downloads for October. 
do it as a Halloween gift to me. <laughs> so. I love when Andrew. I love when Andrew does the shake weight dance. Uh, I just had an idea while we were recording. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put the hotline number on all of the uh, Saints Happy Hour podcast shirts when I start selling them. Yes. It's gonna be on the back. All Call right. Me. Dave's gonna have that store up and running eventually. So, for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who's MIA, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed.